it's your girl Portia back again with the Girl Mind Your Business podcast. And today I got my girl Natalie on and we are going to just talk with her for a little while and see what she has up her sleeve because she always has some amazing things going on and I'm excited to see what you have for 2022. But I also kind of just wanted to give her the spotlight to give us some insight on her Past, you know, thing how she's gotten to where she's gotten. She's so successful, um, and I admire her. She is such an inspiration to the community. Um, so I am, you know, so thankful for you joining our podcast on today. Um, so I'm just gonna hand you the floor. Just give us a little background about the Miss Natalie. Well, thank you, thank you, Portia, for having me. Um, I just always enjoy when we can get together and build and have conversation because. It's inspiring to be with another woman boss who is so unapologetically ambitious, um, but in that, creating space for balance, for wellness, for um, life and family, because I think that's what we miss now. We On social media, you see just a lot of women who are doing it, and that's amazing to celebrate these women who have transformed their lives and their finances and are really owning their space. Right. Um, but also, come on, it applies this pressure where you're looking out and you're seeing all of this action and activity and, and progress and prosperity. Right. And you feel like sometimes you need to be doing more, 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 more. But when does it end? So I really appreciate that you are talking about balance and wellness within that model. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that is so important. I feel like we as women get that title um, of being strong and we take that and run with it and we don't know when to stop or to say no those boundaries we we forget especially as entrepreneurs especially if we're like the only ones running our business we don't know how to delegate or to reach out for help mm-hmm. um so you know absolutely that's one of the biggest things that i push is you know minding your mental mm-hmm. um and making sure you're taking care of, of yourself first and then everything else will fall into place as it should so absolutely that's you know i'm big on that for sure oh yeah yeah definitely um, so I think what's interesting about my journey in doing that, because there's been so many layers to it, mm-hmm. there's, um, and that's what I love. It's not just A to B. Right. There's so many paths in between. And sometimes we're also very hard on ourselves because it's not linear. Right. And we're thinking, I started, I had this great idea. Mm-hmm. I start a business. I get my LLC. Yep. And then, you know, I'm making money the next day. Right. And not understanding that there's a process. Girl, is it a process? And it just never looks like, it never looked like what we think it's going to look like. No. And then when it doesn't look like that, we get discouraged. Right. You know, that's one of the things I've talked to several of my clientele about is the journey not looking like what they expected it to look like and not being able to adjust. Right. Right. That's absolutely. the biggest piece. And being okay with, you know, some people also grow out of, like, even if their business does go as they plan, being okay with growing out of it. That's and, right. And being okay with moving on to another 
adventure or you know into another business mm-hmm. so I, I agree a hundred percent with you right on that it's it's super unique just like each individual person has different DNA yep the business DNA is different and my story um, because I have a media media company called Rudy's Girl Media mm-hmm. it actually started with acting really mm-hmm. okay I was well it started before that with um, I was living in New York and just was looking for a hobby. Mm-hmm. And so there was this ad about be a background actor and you can make X, Y, Z amount in a day. And it just sounded fun right. and like exciting and there was no real barrier to entry. You didn't have to have studied acting or anything to right. be a background actor. So um, I did that. Okay. And the very first set that I was on, I was just oh my gosh, this is so interesting and inspiring. And you think about when you're watching a show, mm-hmm. um, you just you just think about the scenes as they are laid out in the show. You don't think about all of the, the people who are behind the yeah. camera orchestrating it. Mm-hmm. And so that first moment, I was able to see everything. And... As I'm talking about it, it's a really nice parallel to being in business. Right. People see the show. Right. But they don't see everything. The behind the scenes. Oh my gosh. That so is much. So, so powerful. Like, just even thinking about that, like, they'll see the success, the shine, but they don't see the hard work, the tears, the, the, the moments we want to give up, the moments we failed. Mm-hmm. You know, they just see the glamour behind. That's you know, it. For sure. So let me ask you a question. So you went to New York and you took this gig, but were you going for acting in the first place or you were you had another no, no. road to take or I you tried was, to take another road? I was working at Columbia University at that point. Okay. And um, I didn't anticipate that I was going to transition out of that into another career. I was just doing that for fun. Okay. And so I kept doing it. And I had a cousin in New York. Um, his name was Michael Hodge and he passed away a few years ago. Um, but he's a serious actor. Oh, okay. Like, studied it, um, was the president of the New York Screen Actors Guild um, group, and so he's very focused. And so I told him, I was really excited. I said, Cousin Michael, I am acting now. And he was like, mm-mm, no, you're not. <laughs> I was like, what? what? He was broke like, your little heart. <laughs> he, broke, he broke my heart. He's like, that is not acting. He was like, People have this concept of actors as just like we pop up on the screen mm-hmm. and just start pretending. There's a craft to it. Absolutely. There's work that goes behind mm-hmm. it. You have to be a student of it. You have to take classes. You have to do all this stuff. I said, well, I'm, I'm down. Right. Like, tell just me what to do. Work. So he's like, you have to take acting classes. I said, okay, great. So I found an acting studio. I'm not going to name the acting studio because he poo-pooed on the acting studio. But I started taking, <laughs> I started taking classes. And I came back to him and I was like, I'm going to this acting studio. He said, well, okay, well, what's the acting studio? So I told him the name and he was like, mm-mm. Don't go to that one. That's not for real. I was like, what? So. You're going to do it, you got to do it right. Right. So he told me some places. So I got into a summer program at one of the, the top acting studios in New York, which mm-hmm. is um, William Esper Studio. Learned so much. It was very intense. And around that time, I also had gotten a commercial agent and was just out and about in the acting world. I had left Columbia and was really pursuing this full time. Um, was working as a restaurant as a hostess 
at this point because you know that's what actors do right you know have our our side gigs so we can go out on these auditions and I loved it I love the the energy of it I was meeting some really interesting amazing people I got to work on some shows and movies that uh, with stars you know I was still background acting but right um, it was just it was so fun and I, 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 I was in love with it right but there was something missing, missing. Mm-hmm. I was like oh, I don't know what it is and at a certain point I felt like okay I'm transitioning out of acting but I know I want to be in the entertainment world mm-hmm. I just don't know what it is and so I had linked up with some folks to start a production company mm-hmm. um, and so in that um, I met this independent film producer named um, and director named Frank Callow and I worked on a casting with him and through working on that casting He's just like, I like your energy. I like your spirit. Let me show you the business. Mm-hmm. And that opened my eyes to so much more in the entertainment world because I began to learn how to actually construct projects, what you need to do to put together a script, mm-hmm. to host a casting. When you're in production, these are the key components you need to have available how to talk to investors, like the whole thing. He was, yeah, and I'm, I always, when I'm talking about my humble beginnings in Mm -hmm. this world, I always acknowledge him because he really did allow me to learn under him. Mm -hmm. And he presented me as an equal. When we would go to meetings, he would always refer to me as a colleague. Was he like a mentor? Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you a question to piggyback off of that. How how important do you think it is when we're starting a business, especially something that we're we're not um, very familiar with? You know, because I feel like some people um, don't understand the importance of having a mentor or a coach when they're tapping into different business ideas. How, you know, how essential did you think he was for your journey to where you are now, like that mentoring piece? I would not be where I am mm-hmm. without having a Frank in my life. Okay. And yeah. there, there are other people who have definitely poured into me and supported me. Um, I think he was the first, and um, it was definitely years of us working side by side and him teaching me daily about the business. You have to have that. Even if I you agree. don't, yeah, even mm-hmm. if you don't agree with your mentor, mm-hmm. you know, even if, if your path is not aligned with theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, that knowledge is so important. It is. I, I, I totally agree. And I always, even even as, you know, myself being a business coach, I have a coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it's always, you're supposed to always have someone. You, you're always learning. Right. Um, you're always in that position to learn and to learn from other people and always set yourself up to be around people who know more than you. Right. When it comes to the business game. That's when you said that, I was like, yes, that mentoring piece is so, you know, essential in you know just getting you to the next level and you have to be humble absolutely because like i said you're not always going to see eye to eye Mm -hmm. and um you know we feel ourselves yes (laughs) i know what i'm doing um and and you may right um but to be able to listen and hear and um just heighten your level of um a connection to good information. Right, absolutely. Um, even if you don't take it off. I was about to say, or even taking it at that moment. 
Mm -hmm. may come into play. You know, I've had that situation happen before. It may not work, work, you know, in that particular situation, but I've stored it. Yeah. That might work here. Yeah. You know, oh, I needed that for this situation. Right. And sometimes it's not even for you. It's It's for somebody that you need to help. It's always that cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Like somebody is going to always come. Like I I heard that on the um, morning meetup. He was like, always be teachable, but also be able to teach. You right. know, um, because that continues to sharpen your skills. So, you know, that's definitely um, a good gem mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I didn't mean to get you off your story. No, no, though, no, no, I, thought, no. I just thought that was important. It, it is It is really important. And I would recommend that anybody who's stepping out there, um, even if you believe you are an expert mm-hmm. in your particular field, um, check in with other folks because people have experiences that can be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was on the road with Frank quite a bit all over New York City um, with these meetings. And then eventually I kind of branched off and, and started to do my own work and writing and really found voice in the writing. Right, okay. So I wrote my first screenplay in... 2009 and have been building that catalog ever since and I did that in New York and I did that in Los Angeles so at one point I moved to LA because everybody said hey if you really want to do this seriously you have to go to LA I kept hearing that and Mm -hmm. I said well I am serious Mm -hmm. because clearly I will take acting classes I will um, work with independent film producers I will you know I will step out there so if you give me some guidance I will take you up on it. So I moved across country to Los Angeles. Um, That was a great experience meeting other people in the business. Um, It's a different pace. It's a different process than New York. And so Mm -hmm. I just felt that 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 just heightened everything that I had going on. So while I was in Los Angeles, I worked at an art school and um, supported people through job coaching and getting... Um, these college students internships and part-time jobs so it was really fulfilling to be able to use my higher ed background Mm -hmm. and to have my creative stuff I was gonna say the combination of both it was a Mm -hmm. perfect blend of both worlds Um, and then I started at that point um, literary projects so I wrote my first book which is the biggest butt in the world it's a humorous self-help book. It is. I love it. <laughs> I have it. So, um, I wrote that there, and I started promoting on the East Coast. Did you have an inspiration for that book? That book? Um, okay, so here was the inspiration. The first thing was, so it had been years that I've been writing screenplays and television show treatments mm-hmm. and all sorts of um, media projects. And I hadn't had any significant traction where, like, a studio hadn't reached out to me to say, mm-hmm. we're producing this, or an agent, like, love your writing. Um, I just felt like I was pushing, and I wasn't getting the return that I felt like mm-hmm. I deserved. So I said, you know what, I want to do something. I want to get my writing out there in a way that there's no gatekeepers. Oh, I love it. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm putting myself out there. And so I decided to self-publish this book. And I had gotten deep into personal development, personal Uh growth reading, and had read tons and tons and tons of books and felt like I'm an avid reader. I love reading, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people are not into it like that. And so these books are intimidating Mm -hmm. and don't feel like 
they would be fun or interesting. And so my inspiration was, I want to write something that's very accessible. It's short. It's an easy read. Mm -hmm. Easy read. I love it. That's one of the biggest things for me is having an easy read. An easy understand and I can just apply. Right. Mm -hmm. It's push play on it. And so it's not intimidating. Um, I priced it at, you know, $10. Mm -hmm. So, um, and everything that I've published so far has been around 100 pages Mm -hmm. intentionally. And $10 mm-hmm. intentionally. Low barrier of access for everyone. Right. Um, so I um, so I published that. And then, so my hot market is not L.A. I met a lot of people in L.A. Right. I had um, a great circle of friends and colleagues. But New York mm-hmm. and here in Virginia, that's my hot market. Mm-hmm. So I came back to do some marketing for the book. And had um a couple of book release events Mm -hmm. and i was also working on um a web series that's new york based called about that life and that was all at the same time so i ended up on the east coast for months and months and months working on these projects and my intention was to go back to la but so much was going on here and in Mm -hmm. new york it just it wasn't happening gotcha so I believe in swimming with the tide and not against it. Yes. So I made the decision that I was going to not renew my lease in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't been in the apartment in a long time. And it's just too pricey oh, in yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah, I was going to to be holding something and you're not uh, staying in. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. So I wrapped up things there. Um, oh, actually, before I wrapped up things there. I had come, um, I had filmed about, filmed about that life in um, November, December of 2015. And for Christmas, I came back here to spend with family. In January, I met Hassan. Mm. Total chance meeting, was not thinking about moving back to Martinsville. Mm-hmm. Then I, I meet him and was like, hmm. And so... We just instantly connected. Uh-huh. And at some point when I was back in New York, I was thinking that that was going to be where I kind of created my mm-hmm. hub again. Um, he said, well, there's no place like home. Listen, Hassan is big on that. Listen, I hear it every time as soon as I started looking for space. He was like, so you coming back? You coming back? I said, one step at a time. One, one step, step at a time. At a time. He is the mayor of Martinsville. I promise. He is. I, oh my has to call him the mayor of Martinsville. Like he, he, he really is. Um, he's awesome. Yeah. And so I was just like, you know what I do? Like, right. That is not here. It's right. Not in Martinsville. Right. And it's it's not that it's not an option, but how can the, I do mm-hmm. what I do? Um, but anyway, he was just so amazing, and I was just like, well, I'm just gonna take the leap of faith. Yes. And it didn't feel like it was going to work mm-hmm. because I didn't know how to work it right. um, initially. I was traveling back and forth to New York. That was expensive. Mm-hmm. It was a process. It was a financial strain. I just, I didn't know how to, how to navigate it. Right. And so I ultimately um, went back into traditional kind of nine to five work for a little bit amazing, mm-hmm. um, worthwhile, 
um, definitely an important part of the journey to take a step back. And there was a point in which I just missed creating mm -hmm. so much. And I had moved away from, um, well, I hadn't moved away from writing, but I had moved into producing pieces mm -hmm. when I was in New York and Los Angeles. And I just had that itch. Like, I got to produce something yes. here. And I had a colleague in the Danville office, the Danville Workforce office, who suggested short film. Mm -hmm. And so Self was born. Yes, it's an amazing short film. I love it. And I love how you brought all the people out of Martinsville, out of their comfort zones, and, you know, just put them on the big screen. That was the best part of the whole I process. I believe it. Like seeing friends, like oh. just friends that I know that have been holding on to their talent and have not been like putting it out there. I'm like, such a great start. Like this is just a, you know how sometimes you put a little seed and then they just plant. Like I felt that's what sale was mm -hmm. for the community. Um, So definitely kudos for that. Thank you. Yeah, that. Um, Plant the seeds. Oh my gosh, that's definitely what I felt that was. I didn't know the impact it would have on me and on the people who were involved mm -hmm. until we got into it. Mm -hmm. And for all of us, it was a first. It was my first time doing a whole project um, here mm -hmm. where I wasn't certain that there was the capacity to pull it off. Right. But there are all of these people with talent oh my and resources and skills, and we just used it all. It was just like mm -hmm. a gumbo of, of talent and folks. Right. And to see people step out of themselves and into this like new creative space and for us to collaborate together, it was very exciting. I believe it. I believe it. One of the things that, you know, when I thought about it was like, they really just need that one person to believe in them. And I felt like you were that person, like to just believe in them. Um, Cause sometimes they, you know, we just don't believe in our own talents or we don't hear it enough that we might be able to do something bigger than what we see. Mm -hmm. um, especially in the, you know, Martinsville. You know, um, so that was just amazing in that in that piece itself. Um, one of the things that I wanted to piggyback on, you did a lot of pivoting. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I think it's big, but I think it's also um, scary for a lot of people in business. So tell us about the pivoting. Like, um, I, we heard the pivoting, but why do you think the pivoting is so essential in especially the routes that you you've taken and got you've gotten to yep you've gotten this far with it um because you said okay the the screenwriting what the studios weren't picking up so i was like okay well let me use this you know being creative with what you already knew how to do but taking another avenue I think that's where a lot of people get stuck in business is that they don't know how to pick other avenues um, or pick up another market until they can get their main goal mm -hmm. off the ground. So you pivoted with a book. The book took you pretty far. And then now you're back. Um, you were going to L.A. They said L.A. was the market. L.A. Yep. seemed to not be the market. You doubted Martinsville, but now here you are and mm -hmm. you're making it. So the pivot, tell us how essential that is to business. Right. Well, you have to be um, aware, you have to listen, you have to pay attention because you get on the road to where you're trying to go and you have in your mind what 
what that place is, what that destination is. Mm-hmm. And then when it doesn't look like what you imagine, you have to figure out, is it because I took a wrong turn or is, is it because I landed in this spot to figure something else out? Mm-hmm. Um, very similar to like grade school. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole set of experiences and things that we kind of learn in kindergarten. Like mm-hmm. that's your time to ABCs and coloring. And then, but first grade has its own set of kind of goals for a child to understand right. what's going on. So you're moving through these levels. Mm-hmm. And there's a curriculum for these different levels. Right. So you're not reading kindergarten books once you get to third grade. Exactly. And so that's how I think about this journey and the pivoting. Mm-hmm. It was, I got to that level. Mm-hmm. And so I learned what I needed to learn in that space. And then it was time to graduate and move to another space. Mm-hmm. And so I had to be available to like, Second grade is not going to be third grade right. stuff. And so getting and, yeah. uncomfortable. Being okay mm-hmm. with being uncomfortable yeah. and stepping out of your comfort zone sounds like. Especially coming back to Warrensville from New York. That's a big transition. Yeah. Um, Very different. <laughs> Very different. But what I love about it and what I tell all of my um, film friends is that creating something here has been more rewarding than creating something in New York. And not that I don't love my New York projects. (laughs) Absolutely. And my Los Angeles projects and my Atlanta projects. I love all of them. Um, But here, there's this higher level of appreciation. I was about to say, the appreciation for you is probably through, I mean, a lot lot of people are not doing what you're doing and what you're offering to the community of Martinsville. And shining, it's not like, your position shines light on everybody else. And I, that is so, like, huge. Like, that is one of the biggest things that I love about, you know, Ruby Curl, so. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so, it, so it's been great being back. And now I'm at this point. Um, so we talked about this before the, the show started, that Hometown Hustle was my latest project. And check it out. It's on the Ruby's Girl yes. Media YouTube channel. You can watch the whole first season. Absolutely. We'll season. add that to the, the link yes. to the YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, so, and to, is Cell still a, is available? Cell, um, if you go to rudysgirl.com, you can watch Cell, and you can watch the second um, short film that we filmed here, Stolen oh, okay. Crowns. That's okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that one. So, um, Hometown Hustle is a six episode pilot season um, of a reality show about entrepreneurs in this area. Mm -hmm. And it was so great to highlight different business owners to talk about the struggle, the success, the journey, um, seeing behind the curtain of, you know, what business owners face. The day to day. In a rural market. Mm -hmm. Because we see a lot of entrepreneurial shows that happen in urban markets and bigger markets, but not in these spaces. And Mm -hmm. so I really wanted to highlight that and the entrepreneurial passion that we have in this community. And people don't see that and understand that in Mm -hmm. the way that we do Right, absolutely. There's a lot of hustle in this community. Yeah. So that has been an, a really important project. And I think, too, just because of the lack of resources that we kind of have, we go a little bit harder. 
mm. and we can appreciate the the hard work. Whereas some some areas where it's a little bit more accessible to do things that Martinsville may not be able to do. So we 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 kind of have to get it out the mud just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that hustle spirit and that hard work is like we have that. Yeah. For sure. Oh, my goodness. You know, and so I think that's, like, one of the key components of being successful and knowing that hard work, you know, being able to put in the work, like, that's huge. So I, yeah. I definitely can relate to, you know, that piece, for sure. We have such strong hustle tradition and spirit yes. in this community. I love it so much. Absolutely. I, t- I totally yeah. agree, for sure. And, you know, what I thought about in doing Hometown Hustle – my dad, for sure, because I was raised by a hustler, an entrepreneur. You and I both. Yeah, so. Yes, hustler all day long. There's so many people here that are a part of our experience that are doing their own, you know, business in their own way mm-hmm. in some form or fashion. Right. And so if you think about, like, your family and friend group, mm-hmm. how many people are in business in some way, even if it's just a side hustle. Right, absolutely. You just, like, just everybody has 10 people yes. that they know that they're cool with who have a t-shirt line, who have a, a store, line. A something. Yes, car washing business something. or something, for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And that makes an impact because yes. that allows for people to see it's possible mm-hmm. in many different forms. Right. So I want to be able to highlight that through Hometown Hustle and then grow that right. um, even beyond this community and to highlight some folks in other communities who are doing the hustle work. Absolutely, absolutely. But I just, you know, that I want to be a takeaway for the listeners. It's not where you're at. It's in you. Like, for sure. Um, because even listening to your journey all the way to, from New York to L.A., back to Martinsville, and being so successful, um, and then, then being able to highlight other successful entrepreneurs, like, it, the hustle is in you. Um, and, you know, you can start wherever you are and be successful. Um, don't let, you know, the lack of resources stop you from pursuing your dreams or, your you know, acting on your talents. Um, it, it's in you. Um, and you can be whatever you want to be, no matter where you're at or the locality or how small it is. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I really got out the hometown hustle and, you know, coming home to visit this week and being able to even see Wayne's task space and seeing how someone working his element and, you know, talking to several. Um, we did get a couple of your um, hometown hustle, um, the cast oh, okay. to come on awesome. to the podcast. Yay. So that is the series now. So. You know, just highlighting those. And I'm like, this is so amazing. Like, um, and it's growing. And I feel like if we continue to work as a community, like how powerful we can be um, and how big we can be um, and and how impactful we can be as a community. But I, you know, I really, really think that you are a huge part of that. Because, you you know, you really are putting people, not, they, they already have their business but even when you did the the movie, it's like, hey, you might not have nothing going on, but I know you have talent. Jump on this movie, you know, and now they can pursue their acting careers or they may not have known, like you didn't know about acting. Now they can like, oh, that might be something I might be interested. So, you know, um, that that's awesome. That's awesome. So any other 2022, um, other than the hometown hustle, I know that's a lot. Yeah, that's um, a lot. Is that the only project we have for 2022? Oh, I know no. you keep your hands in a oh, thousand no. 
things for sure I know so um, continuing to promote and work with hometown hustle for sure um, but I have all of these other projects that I've written um, with four people in other communities um, about that life which is kind of at the starting point of my writing producing mm -hmm. journey that's back in the mix okay. and so there's some renewed interest in that project that we're pursuing um, I have a documentary that I'm on the writing team for that that's really exciting oh, um, and on the cusp of um, getting that funded and going into production um, yeah I have a whole bunch of little stuff in the hopper and I'm always like let me let me not say too much because just like this, I could get a text message, a phone call, and I'm over in this it's direction. It's something else. Or, you know, and I want to be able to pivot. Right. I'm about to say, that's that pivot again, and ain't no wrong with that pivot. Listen, I'm, I stay pivoting, so I, mm -hmm. think it's, I think it's the most important um, thing to be able to, to, beco to become accustomed to doing right. when you are in the entrepreneurship journey because you never know what, you know what direction life or opportunities may take you right for sure i'm a COVID. pivot in a in a minute girl yeah the COVID, the pandemic has you know really really caused a lot of pivots um and unfortunately those who were not able to pivot or um come up with other ideas unfortunately didn't make it mm -hmm. um so you know i just think that it's so important to get the listeners to understand and to become accustomed to you know being uncomfortable thinking about different avenues that their business isn't you know, succeeding or going the way that they want it to go, um, being okay with, okay, let's pivot a little bit. Right, and knowing that whatever you learn during that phase yes. or that grade of, or that level, mm -hmm. um, you will take that with you. It's not like it's lost time. No, you can all always of, pick it back up. Yeah, all of always. these lessons, experiences, contacts, I've been so excited to reach back out to people who might not have even been in the entertainment world at the time or who are in like new spaces now on my mm -hmm. linkedin i'm always seeing people who've transitioned into new positions in that world and now because i met them back 10 years ago mm -hmm. we were doing other things but we're still in communication right and we're in different places and we can collaborate in different ways so nothing is lost nothing nothing is ever lost so that is um, truly, truly a key uh, for us to take. And I just want to thank you for your time and oh, all the gems that you have poured into the Girl Mind Your Business podcast. Mind your business. Girl, mind your business. Okay, that is what it's all about. Again, I just want to thank you for coming on to the show. And it is always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.